here once again in the virtual fart room. Uh, I'm drinking a lovely blue topaz gin from Aldi uh, on offer. I uh, thought I'd change it up from beer. Uh, I'm drinking Manchester Three Rivers gin from um, my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we got Max here again instead of Mason. And I'm drinking Haysmith's Seville Orange and Persian Lime Gin from Aldi. Damn, that's, that was also in the reduced section. <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 I spied that. that. Yeah, I'm gonna call you out. Mine's, uh, mine's um, a more expensive gin because I, I have class and taste. Are we are we given a review of the gins? Yeah, I haven't tasted your guys' gins. You've tasted mine. You tasted it in the kitchen. That's true. You? Your gin was. I'm preferring this gin. I'm I'm a tonic heavy man. Whereas Tom prefers to fill his glass up ninety percent with <laughs> gin a, and then a, a a light dash of tonic. Well, yeah. I don't. I, I'm just saying, when I tasted yours, I was getting a lot of tonic and not a lot of gin. That's just because you're used to the gin-heavy lifestyle. Whereas I don't like tonic at all. I like mum and lemonade. So. Yeah, well, Max is just sort of tasting That's sweet. Weird, man. I don't know if that was the lemonade or the gin. If I move this way, then we can all get a more even distance. Of right, I'm glad we I'm glad we caught this out now that we've started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll edit that bit out. We'll edit, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll edit that editing. Out. That's uh, part hit. of the podcast. So we cut to here. Hi, I'm Tom. Welcome to the <laughs> We're an anti-editing podcast. So okay, that's another. Is that? I yeah. feel like I feel like we would benefit from editing in some uh, instances. Legally, we might benefit from some editing. <laughs> well, well, that brings I us. On, I suppose the, the mention of legally could bring us on to our first topic, which is the um, the <laughs> weekly crime roundup. And I've not committed any crime that I'm uh, aware of, and I don't think Dylan has either, but Max, you, you've not been on for this, is, this I section. called a police horse gay. Is this a, <laughs> a crime within the last week? Uh, no, it could or... be any crime you've committed. Uh, public indecency is a crime <laughs> is that, that I'm, what willing to, I'm willing to admit so, so to. So is this like, you've got your nut about, or are you, oh, was yeah. it just like, because <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. like, I know people have had it, Maybe they were having a wee when they were the drunk. Exactly. Is that, that what yours was? Yeah. You were having a wee when you were drunk? Yeah, we'll leave it at that. a public building? That's wee, respectable. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. In, Maybe in, in a park, public park. In Paris, they Maybe used to have, in the streets, they used to have, like, uh, urinals, like, built into the walls <laughs> outside, like, pubs and that. There's, and there's, like, one that still exists. There's one in, um, you won't guys might know, because London, in Pimlico, like, outside of a train station on a busy junction. And <laughs> no. one time, I, would, like, had to go. I was coming back from a mate's house. <laughs> And it was the weirdest experience ever because obviously it's like it's built up, but it's not like walls, so no one can really see what's going on. But, but I mean, if you're at the you're, if you're at the ur- urinal on the wall, people know what's going is, on. I didn't even realise it's a urinal until I got closer. Like it's, it's just an industrial so thing. It, so it is just a urinal that you're still allowed to use. It's not yeah. like a decorative one. No, I, it's yeah. I think the idea behind it was you're gonna have drunk people peeing on your building, so let's give them a a place. Exactly. Like uh, like how Sweden's drug not Sweden Switzerland's drug laws were. Like, they're going to do drugs. May as well do it in a safe place. Mm. Like piss harm reduction. Yeah, <laughs> piss harm reduction. <laughs> if we can contain the piss to this area. I think, that's good. I think more places... I think train stations and bus stations should... Especially a big one. Like if it's like Manchester Piccadilly, which is a massive train station, 14 platforms, they're obviously going to have toilets inside. But... What harm would adding a urinal to the outside of the building do? <laughs> it's only going to be a, go- a public good. I'm not sure having having open air toilets is, is a direction. It's an experience. Go. 
Yeah. If I ever find myself in London, I'm going to find that urinal. There's yeah. no bigger fan of a wild weed than me. But, but it's, it's, it's sort of not really wild, is it? It's like going to the zoo if it's just like on a bit. If it's a urinal on a building, so that's like seeing a caged animal. Like, okay. <laughs> well, it's not, not caged, in its okay. full it's majesty. Not, it's, it's not like a zoo because a caged animal is like that's like a regular toilet. But it's more like I suppose it'd be like a safari, like mm. like you know they're kind lonely, of fr- like they're, they're kind of free, but you know like really like you're not pissing up against a tree. You're pissing in, in a urinal still. I remember going to Longley when I was a child. That was good fun. I got lost in the corn maze for ages. Uh, I don't know what that is. I've been lost. Yeah, in- you, you not heard of Longley? It's like the biggest safari park in Britain. It's got like everything. Damn. I mean, I've been to corn mazes before. I've been to a maze maze before as well. The maze. Awesome. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. That's it. I think that's. That's it, guys. Really? The podcast is peak now. Yeah. And <laughs> <I> cut. <can't. laughs> uh, we haven't actually said what our B roll is for today. Oh, no, we haven't. Uh, uh, do you want to take it away, Dylan? Yeah, our, our B roll is from one, one of my favourite Tom Scott videos to fall asleep to uh, Sending Garlic Bread to Space. Uh, garlic Bread is a staple joke in the fat, as it is. Well, uh, thanks to Peter K. Thanks to Peter K. Garlic Bread! <laughs> Uh, is that your northern accent? <laughs> well, it's two and a half hours of watching bread float up into the sky and then coming back down. So for comparison, so far we're at one point four kilometers. Oh yeah, we've got a t- the video has a temperature and a height uh, measurement, which is quite interesting. It's twelve point one degrees Celsius at one point four kilometers in the sky. And we'll have to check back in. Yeah, when it, I suppose when every now and then we'll take a look on. It actually gets warmer when they go closer to space. There's like a bit where it goes like in the middle because when you've got no like uh, moisture and in the air, mm. then you don't have any like heat reduction. Whereas you do when like it's getting close to the edge, but there's still moisture in there. That's interesting. Would there be a thing of friction as well if it's? Uh, or is it, I guess it's not going There's not any friction no, not when it's hanging off a balloon. Yeah. It's not It's not propelled yeah. with enough force to build up some heat. No. It's surprisingly it's wobbly. Is that going to be what the wind blowing it around? And it's yeah. probably just like spinning, yeah. isn't it? Because it's on a balloon, I think, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so it's not like it's like a rocket that's like has to stay still with like its rudders or... Well, they're not called rudders, but... I'm confused how they got it facing like horizontal to the earth with the rig that they have. Well, it's because the Earth's flat, so if it's going up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If the, like, I mean, you can see right now. If you look at that, that's. I'm not seeing any curves. No. Well, we're only 1.7 kilometers up in the okay, air. Okay, but is it you? This is like, a flat you, Earth. You how how high is Garlic it? Garlic bread. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, that was Mason. Podcast Ready. regular. <laughs> <laughs> garlic bread aficionado. <laughs> Your birthday cake this year was garlic bread, wasn't it? It was, and I didn't actually have any of it. Because you were too full on fatty takeaway. Yeah, because I had a takeaway for my birthday, which I think is allowed. That is definitely allowed. Did you have a uh, Sultan's? Yeah, I had a Sultan's. I had a... Um, the the, the my king cl- of takeaways. Or should I say the Sultan of takeaways? These jokes are getting better and better. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say, I'm Mate, basically this, Peter K. This is the joke episode. The joke... <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually banned jokes before. We're an anti-joke podcast. <laughs> yeah, we were, but we were getting too many complaints from our many listeners that there wasn't any jokes. So we're gonna have a few in this episode, then back to the regularly scheduled uh, zero humour zero jokes. It's a very serious podcast. This is a very we take our podcasting very seriously here in the virtual fart room. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're having a couple of jokes as a treat. Yeah, yeah, I think that's allowed. 
everything in moderation, right? Exactly. Including moderation. Including glug, gin. Glug, glug, glug. You can't have too much of a good thing. Yeah, you got you got to keep your tonic in moderation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to get addicted. Look like at gin supremacist over here. Tonic underclass is going to rise up. <laughs> I think if anyone is is in in a typical gin and tonic, if anything is being suppressed, it's the gin. Not in your tonics. No, because I'm fighting the system. You're fighting the system. you got to fight the power. The, the gin of the world has nothing to lose but its chains. <laughs> and it's juniper berries. That's the flavour. That's the flavour. Yeah, and that's where it comes from, right? Well, Does the gin come from fermented juniper berries? Uh, well, it's just... I think it's just a, it's a high like proof alcohol, and then they distill it. Like there's different ways of doing it, but um, what they do because of like the way stills work, they heat it up a lot and it gets so hot and so pressurized that they don't even have to put the um, juniper berries in the gin. They just have to have it mm. in a basket at the top of the still. But because it's so hot and pressurized when it vaporizes and gets distilled, the vaporized alcohol going just passing by the juniper berries is enough to give it the taste. Oh, so they, they that's don't cool. it, like if you were making your own gin at home, which you can do with like a vodka or a higher proof thing if you water it down, because you probably don't have access to a still, you have to like soak it for a bit. But in like so in, gin in industrial gin beforehand as like a, a as different vodka. alcohol. Well, it's, 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 it's not it's not necessarily vodka. It's like oh, a flavourless. my mind. It's I a flavourless. No, it's think, a flavourless higher alcohol. Kind of, you can use vodka, but oh, you could use Everclear, which is like ninety yeah. percent. And then once you've got the flavouring, you add water to it to cut it. That's so what they mind. do with whiskey. The whiskey, um, when it's like comes out of the barrel, is a very high proof, and they have to add water to it to I, um, make it drinkable. Yeah. I, I always thought it was just like a different fermented crop, but the fact that it comes from a different alcohol and then it gets converted, it's mm. like the Borg. Like it's, it's nearly always flavoured um, vodka. Like most commercial gin that you buy. Really? Yeah. That explains why it's better. Because it's just been improved. It's yeah, like, like, like Pokemon. Yeah. Been evolved. Sweet, sweetened it up a little bit. Oh. Yeah. That's some herbs. That's one, of my, that's one of the things I know. Uh, I think it's a good time uh, to go on to the Grinds My Gears section of the podcast. Hey, Lewis! You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> uh, Tom, you said you had one earlier today. Did I? Yeah. I, I have one anyway, so okay, I can... Well, you can remind me of mine if I yeah, said well, I had to put us on the spot like that. I, what really grinds my gears today <laughs> is neat... What grinds my gears? That was not a good Peter Graham. I, uh, I, what grinds my gears is uh, needlessly difficult packaging to get into. I had some posters come today, and the tubes, it said, removal staples. And these staples, the staples were like a centimetre, like, wide steel thing i had to like get my tweezers out and like lever it out these staples were ridiculously tough and i it took me like at least 10 minutes to get my poster out the blinking tube i can attest to the thickness of these staples did you see them i did see them once they were unbent and opened up but they look pretty serious i've got it right here look at the thickness of those ones all of our audio listeners tom will give you a little well that looks like three or four staples that's three staples next to each other that's not one staple that is one staple you can see the lines where like that's two staples that one's two but then on this side it looks like okay that one's two they are ridiculous staples nonetheless that is they, they and they were ridiculously strong stuck in there i had to like uh, go down into the cardboard with like I can uh, see a, that. A, a thin metal thing and then like prise it out. It was ridiculous. The the tube simply does not conform like the poster that I got, Cool Hand Luke, amazing film about a man that doesn't conform. Like, I mean, yeah, it, it says on the poster. It's though, kind of fitting. It says you must 
Please ensure you remove all staples completely before removing contents. Failure to do so may result in damage, which like they are some serious staples. I can imagine that would result in some damage. I reckon that's gonna be my my self defence carry from now on is one of those staples. <laughs> they can take do some damage. Like forget like the keys between the knuckles, it's mm. staples now. Turn around, stick them back on the tube. I made a little I basically got a mace. <laughs> What, like a medieval player or kind of those, yeah. You don't need a baseball bat with nails stuck through it. You need a cardboard tube with staples. <laughs> the budget so you, I don't remember saying I had to grind my gears, Dylan. Do you, can you, you had to grind your gears. Did I about, say what it was? You did, but I can't remember it. I thought you would have remembered it because you had said... I have no recollection of this event. That's my Give me Mason instead. Maybe. It might have been Mason too, because I have absolutely zero uh, have you, do you, have you I been think it was Mason. Okay, that's good podcasting. Uh, <laughs> uh, Max, have you been listening to the podcast to know what no, the right, anti uh, section is? I feel like I've seen one of the, the segments. I haven't see. listened to the last part. Yeah. Well, it's basically you've, some of the grind your gears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got anything? Um, I'm trying to put you on the spot. Dylan did it to me when we first introduced it, and I didn't like it. But uh, well, It's more gonna... authentic that way, isn't it? You get I, the raw yeah. So what grinds your gears, man? Just what grinds my gears. When I say annoying, what's the first thing that comes to mind? And you're not allowed to say me. Or me. <laughs> um, the fact that when I came back, and admittedly part of this is my own fault because I left my door unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> I placed a certain amount of faith in the human decency of my flatmates, and I thought, you know, yeah, they might piss in my sink. Some of my stuff might go missing, but I thought my room would, would be in one state. Stuff being flipped upside down was fair enough. That was I've done that's that. a classic. It's a classic. Right? I've done that's, that in the past. And, you know, that was going to come full circle at some point. But my chair was in two pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and upside down, but more, more importantly, in two pieces. It was already broken and it was made in two pieces by it being put upside I'm down. I'm not sure it was broken. No, no I, it was, I it was unsteady. It was my broken. chair. But I, don't know who, I don't know if that was your chair. See, this, that was Bethan's. It was Bethan's. It, it got swapped in here. Yeah. When Tom brought it, I went and got Bethan's chair. Tom went, nah, I'm sitting on your chair now. I do uh, sit on Bethan's chair usually. I will not do the podcast. Uh, <laughs> and so I sat on Bethan's chair, and then Tom took my chair back to Bethan's, so I had it for ages. And then I swapped yeah. it on the next podcast, and then Bethan's like, why is my chair broken? Because it's your chair. Uh, well, it's, yeah. then it got See, I'm quite lucky because my chair is a different material than most of the chairs in the flat. It's a very I, me and Abby chair. are the only ones that this material. You have, the thing is, you have to wear like trousers or like a, a, at least some cloth covering because with that kind of leathery material, you're going to get stuck to it and you're going to go back. <laughs> I have uh, had that. I have experienced the, well, the peeling effect of this material. Where is the cloth on this? I can get up in the morning. And I can do a couple lectures on my chair with the blinds closed before I've even got any clothes on, like... And no one will ever know. No one will ever know. Just be naked studying. It's liberating. <laughs> it's freeing. You think you do some of your best work without your clothes on, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a right. mental shackle. <laughs> it keeps you tied down. You're freer to think. Mm. You're more in touch with your environment. And ideas can feed into your mind. And then out your typey fingers. Typey fingers. <laughs> yeah. Tippity tap tight. Yeah. So I don't. I don't want to say it's Bethan's fault. I don't want to name any names. Obviously, she's not here to defend herself. It's a combination of factors. Yeah. And to be fair, she has replaced the chair with one that works now, which was, very was, was was nice of her. Yeah, especially given that she didn't think she was to blame. So that was. Yeah, she wouldn't, nice. would she? Well, yeah. But so you know. The, the trouble is that someone chair... in this flat will be listening, and they will know what happened to the chair. 
the trouble is the chair, that chair, the one that is broken, moved around so much and passed and yeah. through so many people. It's really difficult to say to pinpoint the because everyone who who handled it. Because I admit it, I hand I think I was the one who turned it upside down. Mm. But everyone who handles it, including me, insists it was broken at the point at which they handled it, not before mm. it came. It was, so, yeah. it was so we can't broken. say where it, the initial break was. Yeah, it has become. More broken though, mm. yeah. By it being ten days, before. I don't know if it, I think that might have just exposed. I think yeah, the right. cracks. Yeah, what like Donald Trump becoming president? Like like the cracks in the American system were there before, and, and they were only growing. And then like Donald Trump becoming president, well, that like, really like, exposed. Yeah, where well, Donald Trump's well. a symptom of those cracks. Yeah, exactly. It's not an exposer of. Well, like uh, <laughs> uh, who's the guy did Roger and me in Bowling for Columbine? I can't believe I'm... Oh, uh, Michael Moore. Yeah, Michael Moore. I listen to his podcast for quite a lot. (laughs) Uh, And he constantly said, we have to get rid of Trump, but we also have to get rid of that that gave us Trump. Well, and which we have not done. We have elected exactly what we have. The Americans have elected what gave them Trump. I prefer Biden's, like, what he's done to Obama so far. Mainly not causing a crisis in Yemen because that's Yet. already there. <laughs> you know, yeah, you can't expect he, he'll find another Middle Eastern country he can cause a crisis in. I'm sure they're gonna run out of Middle Eastern countries. They're gonna have to start <laughs> expanding. <laughs> It'll be Africa again. Well, they've done Africa already. They did Libya. Well, they didn't. They didn't do Libya. But they intervened heavily and bombed. Well, China's doing a lot of imperialism in Everyone, Africa. Yeah, they're both the road and belt. Is it called the road and belt initiative where they're just yeah. tarmacking it for them on like the behalf of the African nations in the. In exchange for like money, not just yeah, money. Like it, I mean, there's definitely money involved, but it also like gives them a political like alliance, I guess. Because if if you go to an African yeah. country and like Influence provide them with like key infrastructure, they're gonna then be have some sort of like uh, kindness towards you. Mm. They're buying up a lot of um, businesses as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah, China's yeah. really expanding. I think twofold yeah. for political reasons, but also what's interesting is because they've got such a massive population. What happens is they end up buying businesses and then sending their workers over oh, to do yeah. the work. So you have like well, you know more employment. So everywhere's China. Yeah. So rather than buying a business and then hiring you know people from that country, the, the I whole mean, world in, is China. Just, yeah. Not necessarily. So in, you, if you want to create more jobs. Not necessarily just, in Africa, but in the Gulf and like in the Middle East, you get a, you have a lot of um, Asian and African workers who are there essentially as slaves. Mm. Like um, a lot of the Qatari. Uh, workforce who are building the stadiums for the World Cup ah what I mean in in terms that like we might know they are indentured servants which is what you had like which was you had in America pre-slavery where people would go over and then to pay for their toll over they would have to work on a mm. farm and, or a, and then they'd get released and they've got that but it's, a, it's terrible because it is a tantamount to slavery well and yeah like you have a you have like indentured servitude in America a lot as well. That's what Cool Hand Luke's about. He's mm. he's like arrested for cutting their yeah. heads off parking meters, and then he has to spend two years on a, a chain gang, like maintaining roads, like being basically used as a slave worker. It shouldn't be allowed. You you shouldn't be able to do. You shouldn't be forced to do work against your will. Like, uh, prisoners are people. Like they they they've done shitty things, but they're people. Not, necessarily, and they not even have rights. not even necessarily have they done shitty things, especially in America. The prison industrial complex needs yeah. people to be arrested so but I'm saying even if they have done shitty things they shouldn't be made slaves yeah uh, no one should be made slaves yeah exactly which is basically what it is hot take of the episode no one should be slaves slavery's bad that's on the list but with, the thing um, is legal like yeah like it, 
we think it's obvious, but it's still like systemically in countries. It's and actually mad. Inhumane prison conditions as well. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Mm. And people don't care to like uh, re uh, re renovate the prisons and that because they're like, why should they have better conditions? They're like all uh, murderers and thieves. It's slightly counterintuitive because there there was some statistics. We've actually got a legal expert on today. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the cost of like. Um, people going into prison coming out committing more crimes so the cost of those crimes once people have already been in prison was higher than the amount that's spent on prisons like yeah, the prison budget was smaller than the, the damage of like cr- crimes isn't it also if you focus your prisons to be more re- rehabilitative mm. you'd, mm. you'd have you'd make you would end up spending less money than you do because of the cost yeah, of those yeah. crimes. So I, I get the argument where people are like, oh, we don't want prisons to be nice because, you know, crimes are bad. Yeah. Prisons well, should be bad. But actually, if it is economically beneficial, if you end up paying less taxes mm. because, you know, you're it, making prisons humane, not even nice, just... It, it comes to whether or not you see the justice system as a form of retribution. People have done a bad thing, therefore mm. a bad thing should be done onto them. Or whether or not you see it as a reform-based system and... I think ultimately, like breaking the the chain of violence and everything, make allowing people a chance to reform is better for not just them but society as a whole, yeah. both economically and like uh, culturally. I, I think, think I think without a doubt you're right, but I also can empathise with people who see when you see countries a lot like like some Scandinavian countries are a lot more better at doing rehabilitation. Mm. You can feel uneasy about some of the living conditions of them because you feel like, because like a lot in a lot of cases there are people who are in prison and ones that are very good at rehabilitation that may be living in better conditions than some people in this country because of the nature of it. And I I can understand feeling uneasy about that, but you've got to understand like the the reasons behind it and why it's so important. But I yeah. I, I, will, I will always empathise with people who feel like it's not fair. Yeah. 100% but the thing is we're like planning a society wise you have to be thinking of how is this going to affect my society in the future uh, and you retributing pe- people for like their crimes that's not going to help your society in the future it's not going to make anything better getting them to not commit crimes in the future should be the one and biggest gain because someone might have killed someone fucking awful like th- nothing's going to change that nothing's going to change that that person's dead what you can change is that person doing another armed robbery in the future. I don't think it's even a one or the other because you can obviously, like, prison is still going to be prison no matter even if it is quite nice. And obviously some of the Scandinavian ones, the conditions are good. But if you're taking away, you know, to some mm. extent people's liberties, the right to just go home at the end of the day and see your family or, you know, your kids whenever you mm. want, prison is always going to be prison, even if it's humane or rehabilitative yeah, as well. Can I just jump in here? Because... Um, the garlic bread has just dropped below freezing. No! Ooh. At six Interesting point, development. At 6.3 kilometres, the garlic bread is now minus 0.5 degrees Celsius. And I think I thought, I thought that was worth mentioning. Did it drop to... Was it... It was at 0.1 for quite a while, and then it right. dropped just as you it's were It's gone thinking. down to... It's moving rapidly. Minus 1.2 now. We're reaching the cold zone. If you see the accompanying video to this video, they actually eat it when it comes back down, and they're like, "Oh, it's quite nice on the outside," and then it's like it's rock solid in the middle. It, <laughs> well, like, that's what it's that's what it's like when you buy it from like if you get frozen garlic bread. That's what it's like anyway. Mm, yeah, they just ate frozen garlic bread <laughs> basically. Uh, but like with, with justice and that, there's more justice. <laughs> I was hoping well, like, the, the justice garlic system. bread comment would let us light. Okay, I just want to say 
Well, well we can let you speak. There's, you speak. there's multiple goals, right? So you have you have reform mm-hmm. is and uh, retribution. They're the main two that people and think protection. about. There's, yeah, yeah. There's and protection. Yeah, yeah. And society. Have, uh, deterrence to try and get people to not commit crimes because otherwise bad things will happen to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got uh, protection as well. So like that mainly comes in like if someone is just like. Uh, serial killer or something you can't have them being in society because mm. they will kill people they will cause harm yeah and those are the four things that are like important yeah. in I think the, the system the thing that kind of sums it up is have you seen those prison suicide blankets those the ones like, that it's like they rip yeah. like paper people, they, they just like roll there. people up right yeah and it's like they're horrific like they, you basically get rolled up and you just can't move oh I think it's like, it's like in, in like if you're on, if you're in, they have ones that are similar but like like it's like your, it's like your mattress will be you don't get rolled up but it'll rip like paper if you try and hang yourself with it so mm, like they make yeah. it so it's like it's like yeah there's well, a, that's probably well, but, but like people that say like you know if you didn't want to kill yourself before if you can't move for mm. like 24 hours straight you're going to want to like you know kill yourself afterwards yeah I mean I think I think solitary confinement should be abolished as well. Yeah. That, well that I'm, I'm very glad my attempt to uh, lighten the mood <laughs> by talking about garlic bread has worked. It's led to succeeded without doubt. You still haven't given us a grind your gears. Uh, it really grinds my gears when I try and alleviate the mood by talking about garlic bread and somehow we end up talking <laughs> about prison we, suicide. We can't take a hint. Speaking What's... of prison suicide... <laughs> Uh, segue here. <laughs> this is a very good segue. Speaking of prison suicide, I do not believe that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Uh, Does anybody need to? Do, I don't think. I think. I think I even think Hillary Clinton herself did it. Even <laughs> even the television newscasters that kept mm. calling the fact that Jeffrey Epstein was murdered a conspiracy theory. I don't think they even believed that he killed himself. Like it's so obvious. They he had two guards on him. He's on suicide watch. They both took breaks at the same time. Both the cameras malfunctioned while it happened. There's no evidence that he himself did it. It, he, it easily could have been a murder. He might have done it to escape the murder. That's the only Some, situation. He saw which, someone outside his yeah, cell. Yeah, the only like, situation oh, in which I see him killing himself is the fact that he knows they're coming for him. He saw, he's like, yeah. I want to die by my own hand. He saw Bill Clinton is, with a Glock outside yeah. his cell. He's like, I'm not, t- I'm not having that cunt take me. The people who would kill him are people in sex trafficking rings. So they they have no limit on the depravity that they're going to do to no. him if they catch yeah. him. Like He's like, what are they going to do to me? I may as well kill myself. Have you seen the interesting... Like, um, conspiracy theories where the FBI and the CIA and things like that are involved in these sex trafficking rings because they can get um, politicians or influential people and get Mm. them involved in compromising positions with underage children and then say look and then they have them in their pocket essentially yeah 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 once you catch them in a situation like that you own them yeah 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 so there have been instances where they sort of allegedly allow things to go ahead so that they have the oh, evidence of it having happened. That's fucked up. I, 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 think, I think the CIA mm. should be abolished. Uh, Kennedy tried to do it. And we'll see what happened to him, yeah. Uh, the Americans' influence on, like, international policy and, like, foreign affairs has been one of the most <laughs> disruptive forces in the latter half of the 20th century. And going into the yes. 21st century. Uh, Could you argue it's a lesser of two evils compared I, to China and Russia? China. Well, China didn't ex- not not in South American stuff, man. Like they just they say, oh, you democratically elected a socialist. Uh, 
De you democratically elected a socialist? Nah, we're putting a fascist in there. Well, and I was reading this and I saw a tweet that was about, um, I think it was the FBI were considering renaming, it was like one of their libraries or one of their buildings, which was named after Hoover. They were going to rename it to name it after, I think it was, I don't know if it ended up being a real thing, a real story, but they were going to rename it after Fred Hampton, who was a Black Panther who was categorically assassinated by the FBI. <laughs> like, without a doubt, that's, they assassinated that's him. That's sick, man. We assassinated they, you, now you're what, names what, what happened? Like, I, I, don't think, I don't think the story about them renaming it was actually real, but when I read into, like, who this guy was, it was mind-blowing. So he, he was a Black Panther. He was at a meeting. He was at, like, a meeting in some apartment where there was... It was the apartment was owned by an informant who drugged Fred Hampton so that he got... Um, so that he was, like, asleep. And then the one Black Panther who was on guard was sat on the sofa with a shotgun. Mm. And it, it turned out what... And then they, the FBI, well, the, the local police raided. Uh, apparently they shot the guy who was on guard twice before he even got to shoot. Dragged everyone out, except for Hampton, who was unconscious. Shot him twice in the head. And they said, they're like, oh, yeah, they, the, the, the Black Panther shot first. It was a, it was a raid gone wrong. The, the only shot that was proven to be shot by the Black Panthers was the one shotgun round from the guy who was on guard, which went into the ceiling of the building, and the mm. police officers shot over 90 rounds. Fuck and it's yeah. just, um, it, it's it, just it boggles the mind how like blatant the police can be in America like that. It's, I mean, mm. abuse of power is rampant everywhere. Like, Mason showed mm. me... Uh, were you in the kitchen when he was showing the videos and that? Uh, like, the, the, like... The, the police will enter your building without a warrant. They'll say, oh, it's back I at the station one. and stuff. I saw it's one like... where they were in a building without a warrant and the man was filming them and he goes, they ask him for his name, he goes, I'm not telling you. And they ask him again, he goes, I'm David Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the, the police do just not care. They're, they're an authoritarian institution. In that, in that same video, the man goes, he's a black man, he goes, there's bare white people in my house. <laughs> And the police goes, what's that got to do with it, mate? <laughs> I think, and it's quite clear what it's got to do with it. And if you, if you as a police officer can't recognise that, it's insane. There's another thing like that. There was a, recently a shooting of, I think, a 15-year-old um, in America. Welcome back to the virtual problem. <laughs> as Dylan opens his hoglon, there was a, uh, there was a uh, fift, I think it was a 15-year-old who was killed by police officers. And there were some people filming the police officers. And one of the police officers said, while these people filmed them, said, Blue Lives Matter. What the fuck? After, after one of their own had just shot and killed a teenager. It's unbelievable. I think police accountability is one of the most important things for society. I think police reform is much more important than accountability. Because well, at the moment... Yeah, yeah. Reform to be accountable. Like, well, that, you can hold that to account is. as much as you want. You're still gonna, the, the, the systemic problems are still going to exist. The thing is, you, you need people to, in, to, to enforce laws. You, you do need laws. You, you can't have people uh, like raiding, uh, murdering... Uh, whatever, right? Like you, you need some form of law enforcement. Once we reach post-scarcity space communism, we'll, we won't, <laughs> no one will commit any more crimes. Do you uh, not think this is like your rehabilitation versus, but um, you know, punishment argument? I, the accountability versus like reform. I mean, obviously, they, you need they, both. They're the not opposite. The I mean, we need to reform to yeah. be accountable. That's what the majority of Black Lives Matter well, is. I think the argument but is, if you reform them enough, there there'll be nothing that they need to be accountable for because they'll yeah. stop killing yeah, yeah, yeah. unarmed people. Yeah, yeah, but that, uh, m m mistakes do happen. There are bad police officers. Yeah, there always 100%. will be yeah. but bad well, police all officers. Of them are. No, no, 
Well, yeah, I mean, to some extent. Uh, all cops to some are extent, bastards. all cops are bad. Bastards. 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 Well, I mean, it's a system that they're in. It's fundamentally racist. Because e- even if you have a good cop, they get told to do missions well, the only that good are, like, are politically much. Uh, uh, <laughs> Surely you can be a cop and still follow the rules. I say you can follow The problem is that the, the, the institution of policing hmm. is so inherently bad. And most people, cops who follow the rules will still defend cops who don't yeah. and they'll still yeah. perpetuate oh, oh it's, it's just one bad apple it's again there's so many bad apples and you know what they say about bad apples well, they, they spoil the bunch mate yeah. police are the only group in society that are legally allowed to use violence they they're, they're basically a gang like if you inform well, I, against I, the police your your career is over and you do have threats against like your personal think, okay, safety uh, but like to, i know we're talking about a very important issue can, but i think I it's say one? Uh, you can but i think it's just worth pointing out max is horrendously I'm fucked up here ju- man my cup is going to smell like guinness i'm going to clean like, it in a minute that was horrendous max has made it half like of it is head i would like what to apologize to everyone listening how did you get that much head on a guinness because i fucked it up i had to get it in the that is i can only describe it's 1% big 99% head. <laughs> I can only describe that as being a dog's dinner of a paw. But the thing is, with Guinness, you have listen, to have. Listen, you make a paw it like that, so it, then it settles. It is intentional, because now that's just going to. We'll just have to wait and see how much like head you get. Because at the moment, it's quite heavy. Uh, but anyway, Dylan, you continue your very important point about police accountability. There are alternative. That's had a lot of piss on it. I thought he was going to say uh, come, then. There are alternative. Uh, like law enforcement systems other than like police that are more accountable like uh, sheriff's offices are used a lot in counties in America and they uh, they're not perfect by any means do you know who he is? he was a sheriff in Texas and he like prided himself on arresting uh, people of colour for not having like their passport on them and he like was illegally using chain guns he was one of the worst there's a very good journal about him but um, he was he he got arrested because he was quite blatantly breaking the law. And yeah, you know yeah. what happened when he got arrested? What? Place he, pl- have a guess at what happened. Because he didn't get he didn't get he didn't get in trouble when he got arrested. What he got let go? Like he got let go. Do you know who? Do you know who specifically let him go? Joe Biden. My man Donald Trump. Donald, Donald Trump, Trump pardoned Joe Arpe- Arpeggio or Arpeo. Uh, um, he was pardoned. He he's one of the worst sheriffs I've ever heard of. And one the of the worst that- men. There are going to be people who act badly in law law enforcement. That's going to exist because people act badly in all jobs that ever exist. I mean, one of the Uh, problems with the American system... I'll let you finish. uh, Like, sheriffs work better, in my opinion, than police because they're democratically elected. If a policeman does a really shitty job with a community, like, they don't engage with the community, they keep, uh, like... Uh, arresting people for like no reason abuse of power the people when the sheriff comes around can vote the sheriff out like uh, whereas with police there's not much you can do there's really nothing that you can do to get rid of the police well, we, have police really and, we have police and crime commissioners and we vote for them but that doesn't really I don't know how much power they actually have mm. I mean I, one of the votes we, if, have, you re- have you two registered to vote here? no okay did you do it? I might have a consensus. When you sign up to, the, when you like got your uni application, there was an option to register to vote in the uni. So you might. Have done I might it have done. Because one of the votes we're voting in in on the May sixth is the police and crime commissioner for Lancashire. Oh, I need to get my postal vote sorted. You can't do that anymore. You can do proxy vote. The What's postal proxy vote. vote? Uh, it's where you nominate someone to vote on your behalf and you tell them who you want to vote for. Who who can I do that for? Uh, and you can do it anyone, but like, because I'm imagine you're that's for your Devon vote, right? 
oh shit, I've never voted in local. I've, I've only turned 18. Like, I, yeah, well, I, I, I'm, I'm politically active in, it, in that I think of political ideas, but this is my first year being able to do anything with voting. So Yeah, but have you registered to vote here and at home? Uh, I think so. So if so, here, our, our po- this is going to be brilliant to listen to for the podcast. Mm. Here, our polling station is a chaplaincy, so you can just walk there and do that. Oh, okay, cool. But if, you, if you're registered to vote at home, you want to look into how your um, area does a uh, proxy vote because you can't apply for a postal vote anymore, but you can still apply for a proxy vote, and you can get like your mum or dad to vote on your behalf, mm. and you tell okay. them who to vote for. Uh, but like, but yeah, the, I don't know. I I like I think the police and crime commissioners. I really don't think how they have that much power no, in the they, grand scheme. They, they, they really don't. Uh, They're they are elected through. I'm pretty sure they're elected through AV or SV. Is there any way to check if you're the uh, like on uh, the register. Uh, it's the only way to check if you're registered to vote here because I don't want to vote and then like be done for voter fraud. You you will not be allowed to vote if you're not registered. If you go there and they'll ask you your name yeah. and if your name's not on the list, you. you oh, okay, that's okay. So yeah, you won't. You will not be able to commit vote. I might fraud. have a slightly embarrassing moment where they say you're not registered. <laughs> My point with the police commissioners is that the actual turnout for that is shockingly low. Well, well yeah. I don't. I suppose it. I suppose because it, ha- it a lot of the time because it happens at the same time as local elections. If anything, I think that would encourage voters. That like I would not know that there's a police and crime commission election going on if I didn't if it wasn't happening at the same time as yeah. the local election. Mm. And even like with because I can't vote here and in West Yorkshire, I'm voting so in both of them I'm voting for a local council, but here it's police and crime commission. In West Yorkshire, it's mayoral because they've now got a um, a mayoral election for West Yorkshire. I haven't got a clue who that is because. I don't think a metro mayor in like a big area like that is going to have the same effect as like a city mayor like Andy Burnham or like Sadiq Khan. They're not going to get the publicity or have the influence because it's there's such a um, obviously in a city you've got a lot of different interests, but in a city you can there's a much stronger identity for Manchester or for London than there is for the entirety of West Yorkshire because in West Yorkshire you've got like normal sized towns like where I'm from, yeah. but you've also got Leeds, big city, you've got Bradford, a fairly big town. And you've also got very rural areas like um, like villages that are around me. So there's a lot more spread of like interest rather than in Manchester where Andy Burnham is able to be popular because he, he obviously he's, he actually does change, but the the policies affect almost everyone. Like free bus travel for younger people, tackling homelessness. That is a thing that everyone in the, the greater Manchester area can get behind because it affects m- all of them. Whereas... When you're in an area like West Yorkshire, which is a lot bigger and has a lot more different sort of communities, it's a lot harder to um, get that sort of mm. base. So I, I don't know do how... Do I have to fill anything out for a proxy vote, or do I just tell Yeah, them? there's a form you have to fill out. Okay. You said that to me. What you want to do is email your local election it's area. for one of our listeners, actually. This is a good tip. Well, the thing is, if you're not registered, your local if, if you're not registered yeah, to vote now, you have missed the deadline, so that kind of sucks for you. But um, this is meant to be the joke podcast, and we've been so serious. Matt, this is not the joke podcast. Don't don't give it to tell a joke like that. I have a joke. <laughs> I have a joke. Matt, oh, Dylan's got a joke. Okay, so funny right. guy. Dylan. Dylan's got a joke, guys. Everyone, ever, if you're listening at home, turn it up right now. Before the joke, can we get the, f- the important message to just vote? In there. Yeah, just vote. Just like, vote. Like, it actually doesn't matter who for because it's, it's about yeah, the youth me, turnout. I'm not going to be happy with who I vote for because I'm yeah. either going to vote Labour or Green, and I don't. I'm not that keen on either of them at the mm. moment. I'll probably vote li- Green for the local bits and Labour for the bigger area, like for the police crime and mayor. Yeah. But I'm not happy about either of them. I don't like any of the parties at the moment. I think for we should m- have mandatory voting. Yeah. I 100 percent agree. Mandatory yeah. voting, but Dylan, joke, and then we can get back. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> 
There's a man. He's on a skyscraper top bar, right? He walks in. He sees, he sees, he sees a dark-haired man at the balcony. He downs a shot of tequila and he jumps over the railing, uh, and he's like, "Holy shit! I've just seen a man kill himself." Uh, so uh, he he goes up to the bar himself and he's like, he, he's got blonde hair and he's just like trying to process this. And then a second later, he sees the guy walk back into the bar, the the dark-haired guy, the exact same guy, and it's like. How is this guy alive? So he goes up to him and he asks, how are you alive? I just saw you jump over the railing. Did you not, like, die from the fall? Uh, and he goes, well, the weirdest thing has happened to me. Every time I drink a shot of tequila and I jump over, the alcohol seems to slow me down before I hit the bottom. Uh, and I can just walk back up. Uh, so I, I'll show you if you want. So uh, the dark-haired man orders another shot of tequila. He does it, jumps over the edge, and the blonde-haired man sees him. Uh, and sure enough, as he go comes down, he slows down and he walks right back into the building. Uh, so the blonde-haired man is like, holy shit, I really need to try this myself. This is going to be an amazing experience. So he goes up to the bar, orders a shot of tequila, downs it, jumps over the railing, <laughs> splat, straight away, <laughs> dead. Uh, not, not, not even a second of like recognition that he had died. Uh, the, the dark-haired man walks into the bar, sits down at the bar, uh, orders a beer, and then the barman goes, you know, you're a real asshole when you're drunk, <laughs> Superman. <laughs> That's very good. That's a lot better than any joke I know. That's yeah. very good. I really like that. <laughs> I told that to you before, and you said it was shit. I so must have been it's quite, all, it's I, all about delivery. I was probably, so. You delivered it very well. I imagine I was either a lot more sober or a lot more drunk than I am right now. I think I'm at the perfect level of drunk to appreciate that <laughs> when when I said it before I fucked up the delivery yeah. at the end I said you know Superman you're an asshole when you're drunk uh, so it didn't yeah, end you on Superman I mean I think I've told you my favourite joke before and I'm not going to do it now because it's there's no way it's going to get the laugh yours got because yours is better <laughs> but I, I think I've told you you know the one about the welder's mask no well I'll tell you after the podcast I'm not delivering it on the podcast because it'll fall that, you gonna that's the one it's joke for the podcast that was the one joke oh that, yeah no more jokes that was it. people got like what that. they wanted it's a joke <laughs> Do you, uh, speaking no. of what the people wanted actually whilst I popped out Kate wanted oh yeah a, so so uh, Kate was talking me and Kate uh, Max's girlfriend yeah. one of the nicest people in the flat she True. was telling we were talking about um, how toddlers and well, not toddlers babies don't have object permanence and, oh yeah, because um, Kira, Kira, uh, avid listener of the podcast, I think probably one of our most loyal listeners because she does listen to every episode. I like how the way you introduce them, like Kate, one of the nicest people in the flat. Kira listens to podcasts. No, like, loyally, <laughs> she listens uh, to it more than anyone. But the, Kate listens to it a lot as well. To be fair, but uh, but, but basically, we, Kira was saying like when you play peekaboo with a baby, because babies haven't developed object permanence, they are like so shocked because they think you're gone. And then Kate <laughs> said that um, I'm probably going to butcher this, but it was that like. Babies can't learn a lot some words mm. because they don't realise that that word applies to something that's always there. And I just thought that was hilarious. The fact that like a baby can't learn the word for like, like oh, glass because they don't perceive a glass as something that is there. They just like it's there sometimes, but then most of the time it's not. Mm. And I thought that was insane. That, I mean, because uh, like, I can't imagine I'm living a life without object permanence. That's such like when a, you can't physically comprehend. No, you, yeah. I can't comprehend what it would be like to not have object appearance, but then there's like some fucking like three-month-old baby who's just like vibing. Yeah, but if you think about how stupid the thing three-month-old is, baby No, they're like. stupid, but I think it's, I think like, to not have object permanence... 
you can't comprehend I, what you can't comprehend, right? Like the, a baby cannot it, physically understand object permanence, and they can't understand that like if they can't see something, it can still exist. One of my modules and is that if you're developmental. Like, sorry, sorry. One of my modules is a uh, developmental psychology, right? And the whole time during that module, like you you learn how people develop at certain ages and that, and you're just like. Babies are stupid. Well, yeah, like, like it seems obvious, but yeah. like but more so than you think. Because like the realization they don't have object permanence was like, like imagine if your entire life was limited to what you see at the time you see it. Mm-hmm. You would you would have you would be fucking useless like a baby. <laughs> and like there's people who there's a there's a there's conditions you can get where you can't recognize faces. Mm. And so, like, you see someone, you unless they're like wearing like you can like sometimes recognize clothes if you see it. They're wearing something you know, you know it. But imagine, like, if every time you saw me, you thought it, you couldn't define it as me. Like, that's, like, yeah. a sort of, it's just, like, crazy how the brain works. And, like, you can, like, brain lose pattern funky. recognition in sort of ways. It's... Man, I wish I learned, uh, I wish I lost pattern recognition in the respect of seeing among. Oh, my God. I knew you, as soon as you, as soon as I said pattern recognition, I was worried. I go to the this. red toaster and it has, like, a white logo and I'm like, mongoose, mongoose. I mean, I mean, like, when I had that dodgy slice of bread where the crust on the end had yeah. partly deformed into the second slice and I had the sus bread and I had to tweet it because my brain is so broken that if I see something like that. I have to tweet it. It's because they're such basic characters. It is very simple. It's very simple shapes, isn't it? Like, so you can even that evil Teletubby you've got up there. It's kind of it's, it's kind of sus. sus. <laughs> <laughs> that that evil Teletubby is actually very funny because uh, didn't your well, sister draw it? Yeah, my you? sister drew it to me, and then she put it in my room. And I'm like, what is that? So it became a joke <laughs> around the around the house to just like uh, put it like uh, in someone's bed or something like that. So they somewhere they wouldn't expect it. I'd be like, oh my God, the evil Teletubbies there. Like, a common one was when someone's going to the toilet, you just slide it under the door and say so that they're like, the evil <laughs> Teletubbies there. Uh, that would be awful. Which, which one is that? By far, uh, it's purple, so that's... Uh, Lulu's? No, Lulu's the yellow one, Poe's the red one. Uh, Ipsy Dipsy's the blue one. I'm going to do some Richard. Oh, no, no, that's Ipsy Dipsy. The green one's different. That's a sinister name as well. But... The best one by far that I got caught out on is when I came to uni. Uh, the purple, sorry, the purple Teletubby is Tinky Winky. Oh, oh not Ipsy Dipsy. I knew it was one of the double barrel ones. But... <laughs> uh, double barrel Teletubby. <laughs> <But the laughs> using a double barrel shotgun to eliminate the Teletubbies. The best time I ever got, like, I, I ever got got with the evil Teletubby was when I first came to uni. My parents helped me unpack all my stuff. And oh, I did. pulled my covers back and the fucking <laughs> evil Teletubby was there. Because when I went to the toilet, my mum put it in underneath my That's covers. That's very, very good. Uh, as we're on the subject of Teletubbies, have you guys seen the pictures of Teletubbies filming behind the scenes? No, but I can imagine it's probably massive or something. They're like, some of the, like, the tallest ones are over seven foot. Uh, this that is, is as this is a, a primarily audio format, it's going to be off for our listeners. Mm. But I feel that's a running theme. Quite often we have things that listeners cannot relate to. So if you're a it's listener, interactive podcast. If you're, yeah, it is. If you're a listener right now, just Google Teletubbies behind the scenes because they are huge, Jeez. and it is Jesus it is Christ. actually not, <laughs> it's like not nice to look at. It's like what, a creepy man, pasta. What's the one that was getting coked up? Is that the purple dinosaur? A Barney. Barney did coke. The the yeah, the guy that played Barney was apparently doing a lot. Of you know, I, he was coked up in a, the in uh, the suit when he was around kids <laughs> and stuff as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, like you. It's a scandal. 
you know the whole like thing of the usual suspects is this this guy like basically self assembles this team of people to help him kill the only person who can testify against him. Like that that's the whole point of the film. Uh and you only figure that and you only know that at the end. I feel like with the Teletubbies being eight foot tall, you can just get the Teletubbies. Like and you, you they'd be like the perfect hit squad. You you go but in they're not very subtle, are they? Yeah no, but like you go in and like you, you you wait till they go to the venue. Bam! Telly Tuppies are playing at yeah. the venue, and then they just jump off the stage. People think it's anti- it, it's like an interactive venue. Then they just start beating the <laughs> shit out of the witness, maul just absolutely guy. maul him to death, so, and then they run away. Everyone's so shocked that the Telly Tuppies just killed someone. No one does anything. I actually have a fun fact about Barney the Dinosaur. It's not a fun fact. It's a horrifying fact. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> How are you gonna link Barney the Dinosaur in a really horrific bit? way? Okay. One of the um, torture things the CIA did, or mm. whoever in a, in the in Guantanamo Bay, yeah, was they played "I Love You, Barney the Dinosaur" the song like twenty four hours long to some prisoners, and like there's a movie that, uh, that, that sounds you, There's a movie you would really like, Dylan. I think called "The Men Who Stare at Goats," which um, they include that as part of it. It's about. Um, it's about CIA's like, uh, it's about MK Ultra and about like CIA's. It's, it's half it's like yeah. it's like half fiction, half non-fiction, mm. and it's about the CIA's like attempts at using mind control and like New World Order stuff. It's mm. very funny. It's got a very good cast, and it's a it's got Kevin Spacey. Uh, what's the one that's like always seen as like a really handsome guy? Uh, Brad Pitt. No. George Clooney. George Clooney. I think it's George Clooney. I think it's also got Ewan McGregor. It's an incredible film. I think it's really George Clooney is a handsome guy. Though. And it's a very good cast, uh, even if Kevin Spacey is a nonce. It's a very good Still film. Still good actor, though. Flat. Uh, the Men Who Stare at Goats. That's uh, my recommendation for today. I remember... I f- cause Yeah, they used Barney the Dinosaur to, to, to torture some people who... A lot of people in Guantanamo Bay were just guys. Like, mm. Loads of them were not terrorists. Like, but they still exist. Obama... Was one of his things was like, oh, you're gonna shut, we're gonna shut down Gitmo, and they never did. Mm. So uh, like, uh, I remember my first exposure to the CIA and media was watching like Bond films, and Felix Leiter is like a member of the CIA, right? And I thought, oh, these guys are like the American agents keeping us safe from that. And then the first time I thought they were bad was watching Game Theory on YouTube, <laughs> the MK Ultra episode, and there's just this. There's this guy who dug too deep into mm. MK Ultra and he committed suicide, air quotes, by jumping out a window. But the thing is, he had a bruise on his back when he got like <laughs> pushed out the window as well as where Ted he Kaczynski. fell on his legs. Yeah. Like, he, he just... This guy got assassinated. I'm like, CIA don't mess around. Did we break another chair? That's right. Just... Flat favourite, Ted Kaczynski, was MK Ultra while he was at Harvard. Oh yes, I remember that. He was um he was cause he was he was in, he got in at Harvard early because he was a fucking genius, and um, one of the things they did he, they had him have meetings with like his um, professor where they discuss ideas and then they did this thing to him to like try and like test out whatever where after like months of these meetings the professor he was meeting with and then other professors would invite him where they would mock him and they'd like make fake letters that his mum had wrote that were also mocking him. And they're just mentally breaking him for like That's no so reason. Like, like Ted Kaczynski, what he did was awful, and it is not a hundred percent down to this the MK altering that happened at Harvard. But they did; they definitely contributed a hundred. I I would go and live in a shed in the woods as well if that happened to me. They like, faked letters from his mum when he was at Harvard, younger than everyone else, no friends. He thought he had a friend in this professor who he discussed ideas with, and this this professor 
essentially went against him and was like, yeah, you're chatting shit, mate, you don't know a clue, and like had other professors listen and laugh at him. That's so mean. Isn't, like, isn't there a theory that it's like similar with Charles Manson? And uh, LSD or psychedelics are part of their research. They, I mean, <laughs> Charles Watson was just a fucking. He was a cult. No, what really annoyed him was that uh, he he was like friends with one of the uh, guys producing the right album, uh, and so he, he was to the obsessed White album with it. He but... thought it was about a race. He thought Helter yeah, Skelter Hel- specifically was about like an a race war, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, and so when he sent his music over to the guy, and the guy was like. Now this is shit. I'm not putting this to the record label. I'm gonna get fired. And uh, he went, but what? Well, and the house where, and so he sent people over to his to what he thought was his house when he knew him uh, to kill him. It wasn't. It was the it was the people that the Manson murders like happened at, uh, and they and they killed the people who were there then. Uh, but like he didn't care. He knew that that wasn't the guy there. He just wanted to kill people at the house that he used to be at. Yeah. Like, that man was absolutely insane. But there's whole transcripts of them admitting to um, just drugging people without their consent or knowledge in mm. clubs. And well, that was an MKUltra thing, wasn't it? Yeah, they they yeah. did a lot of stuff with LSD and the other like, psychedelics because so they yeah. thought they could unlock a power of it. I think, I mean, a, a lot of cults like came out of like the hippie movement, right? Because it was a break. It was a yeah. break from the traditional Christianity thing, and that opened up. It's almost like a power vacuum, right? Of like new spiritual mm. leaders to come in and get followers, and then create these weird cults. And a lot of cults, they just end in sexual abuse because when people have unrivaled power in a society, normally they just fucking act out their most depraved desires. We've also got to think about the kinds of people that that you know, want to that be are, leaders like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've like, reached. We've reached 15 kilometers high with the garlic bread. We're at minus 25.8 degrees Celsius, and Damn, we've just great. breached 15 kilometers. We're well above the cloud level. I mean, oh way up! Yeah. The world is almost starting to look like it's curving, but that is just because the GoPro has a, a fisheye lens. No, he yeah. said that he corrected the footage to, the add, the, to add the curve. He yeah. added the curve. Yeah. It's not no, 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 life. To, to to get rid of the curviness of the fisheye. That's convenient. Mm. <laughs> the problem is, it's moving around a bit too much to confirm that the Earth is in fact round. Which it's not. Yeah. You know, the moon isn't real either. Well, I've, I don't I've seen that. Those moon landing recordings are pretty. I, it would cost with, more to I, create. I've done quite a lot of like you looking what, at. It would what, cost more to create footage of them. Yeah, because to land the, the way that the shadows have moved. No, it actually would have. It, really? It's with, a very slight with, angle yeah. on the shadows, right? Really? And to create, to recreate yeah, the shadows but, like yeah, that. With 1969 technology, to mm. create those sort of shadows, you need lasers. And 1969, you could not get those lasers for the prize to get the parallel side shadows. So you would have. Genuinely, you would need technology decades beyond your time. So to develop that, it would have been genuinely more expensive than they say it would have than what they say they spent to go to the moon, which is mm. quite a surprise. But um, and also for the moon landings to be fake, the Russians would have like also be in on the conspiracy, which I just yeah. don't buy. It would be amazing for them if the moon landing was faked, like PR wise. Yeah, maybe they worked some sort of uh, some sort of deal out. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know about that. I I I definitely it's an interesting theory. I th- conspiracy the theories. Moon landings is not the one I'm gonna die. No, I think the moon landings are real. Conspiracy theories yeah, yeah. For, for 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 like how how realistic they are mm. peaked at uh, JFK getting assassinated, and then it went really? up again when uh, Jeffrey Epstein was assassinated. Do you know what I think is really interesting is the um, UFOs and UFO footage. 
that the CIA, someone's been well, the Pentagon well, lifted I actually have some they, I know the facts yeah. about this. You know um, Edward Snowden, who had access to like, everything the CIA ever did mm. and like leaked it. He said that um, he, was on the, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and while on it, he said that he was like he basically like did the equivalent of control life aliens into all the CIA files, and there was nothing. So like, as I, far as the CIA knows, yeah. aliens don't. But what's interesting is that there was a so there's like a clip of like something, and obviously like it's grainy mm. footage and whatnot. But the, thank you, Dylan. Dylan has just, had Dylan has just offered me a pistachio. But the Pentagon basically said, look, this video is one real, and two, yeah, we, that was we recent, can't. Wasn't it? Yeah, they, they did it recently. They did it a while ago as well. Maybe a separate video at the peak of COVID, which I thought was quite interesting. So it didn't get much news coverage. Well, the idea basically just being they said this is a real video and we can't explain it. They like the words mm. they use like isn't UFO. They've got a different word for it now. Apparently, like, apparently, when you were really drunk, yeah. uh, and you were like, just like lying on your bed. Kate said you would just spent the whole time talking about talking aliens. About well, aliens. Yeah. This is kind that of related, but not really. There's a, um, a Phoebe Bridges, who's a singer-songwriter. Mm. There was a there's a there was a time in like California where there was something that people thought was UFO. It was like either a weird lighting thing or whatever. But she has a lyric that I really like, which is, "Over the coast, everyone's convinced it's a government drone or an alien spaceship. Either way, we're not alone." Which I think is mm, amazing lyric. That I think is it's brilliant. brilliant. CIA it's a lot better when she sings it in tune, and I, rather than me just saying it. But I don't know. I think I I, th- I think some lyrics can be like just work as poetry on their oh, own. They totally. don't need to be sung. Um, like uh, you know, a lot of Bob Dylan stuff is like that. Leonard Cohen as well. This is one, amazing this one, you'll, you'll, this is very Tom thing to say. But you know who Simon Armitage is? No. He was the poet laureate, poet laureate for a bit. He's a poet from like West Yorkshire. Area. Well, not so He's from Yorkshire, I think. And um, he had a bit where he was talking about Arctic Monkeys lyrics, and he says in that, and he was the poet laureate, so he knows what he's talking about, he says a lot of Arctic Monkeys' early lyrics can be read as poetry. Mm. Mm. Which, that's my, um, that's my regular well, Arctic that Monkeys would make propaganda. Good lyrics, if you think about it. I mean. Yeah, yeah like, if, something, if something works irrespective of melody or tune, and you can read it as poetry, then it's probably quite a good lyric. Leonard Curran, right, like, his music is like, pretty simple melodies but like deceptively so and so like mm. it adds depth to the lyrics but his main strength comes from his songwriting and his lyric writing because he tried to, he like he was a poet beforehand and he tried to get like several books of poems published before he became a songwriter because that was more pop uh, like uh, more profitable and able to create a career out of like it's really a, a lot a lot of people who would have been poets a hundred years ago, or whatever, are now like singer-songwriters or musicians. Yeah, definitely. I'm quite distressed right now because Twitter has stopped working on my phone. No, you're not plugged in for like two minutes. But I had something I wanted to tweet, Dylan. I well, wanted to tweet. The only thing that can stop a bad guy with a kill dozer is a good guy with a kill dozer. I wanted to tweet that. <laughs> so I can't do it. <laughs> Is this that every that police like, department oh, up or something? Yeah, it was, it was in America. Story. A guy who was like yeah. in a dispute over some land. He made a kill dozer, which is like a. a just be- he didn't dog. actually kill anyone. He never right? killed anyone. He, 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 he destroyed loads of buildings. Then he killed himself with a gun inside. It's the pettiest thing though. What's the context? Wasn't it the? It was about count, some land ownership. The um, council it was very, wanted to move his. There was some like there was some business owners who were trying to move in the council. It was very like. 
It was not. It did not necessitate a killdozer. No. I I think you're not adequately describing what the killdozer was. Like okay, you it was one man. It. This is Mason's like prime topic. The one time Mason's oh. not here, we not we talk about the killdozer. For, the, it's, for our audio listeners, now Google killdozer. It's one man Google versus the world, and he bought a bulldozer and he spent several months putting like several interesting armor of yeah. like. On plaiding on it, and he had cameras outside, so there was literally no holes inside it. No one could he, shoot into the kill He sealed himself in. Yeah, he sealed himself. There was, he into could not. The once he was in, he could not leave. Like, yeah. He, once yeah. he was in, he was going to kill himself. Yeah. So it's a matter of how much destruction happened before that. The hole. day of the killdozer, he just went around town bulldozing people who we didn't like's properties and then bulldozing like the city hall and like p- the police came they like shot him all the bullets were just bouncing off because yeah. he had like really thick armor plating and he just he, he made sure he got back at the people he thought he needed to get back at before he died yeah that's the level of petty that I aspire to <laughs> that that's one step beyond leaving like post-it notes on the fridge like yeah cool <laughs> Kill dozing, that. God, please clean up your stuff, like. <laughs> or I will kill doze your stuff. <laughs> if I see it's, your, it's almost I... as petty as Mason getting mad that everyone thought the cup that own I've only ever seen him use was his, <laughs> and so rather than clean it up, <laughs> rather than admit that no one else uses it and clean it up, he threw it out the window. <laughs> if you're the only person that ever uses something, does that thing become yours? Like, it's like squatters' so. rights, yeah. yeah. If you squat somewhere for long enough, it becomes yours. Yeah, I'm not sure that's, that's probably not exactly how squatters' rights work. I feel like that's, I feel like that's applicable in but this. But at, at least with this cup, you you take on a level of responsibility for it. Mm. But even if it's not yours and you don't want to clean it up, fine. Yeah, but it, if you that means it's someone else's and, and you, you just thrown it out a window, like now that Mason's not here, we can make this the Mason call out. Episode. Yeah, because to be fair, right? If someone, you know, it was like no one owned up to it. There was only about four people in the room. <laughs> And it, like okay, so how many people? How many people could that cup have been? It could have been up to about twelve people. Well, it's not twelve. Cause it's de- it's. I don't think it's anyone from my kitchen. It's not. You say that, but every now and again we find something from your kitchen. Well, it's definitely You've not got mine. Your own stuff. No. Isn't yeah. your San Miguel cup yours? In fact, no, that's, that's Mason's. The San that's Miguel. Almost, I've got Strongbow Cobra, Bex, Stella. Get the correction. I've got Hawks Head Brewery. Canabrew, the really long one that Tom doesn't like. For legal, I, for legal fair, purposes, I, if you're Cantina or Weatherspoons, we bought all of these on. Well, to be fair, we did admit to <laughs> the last episode. We did admit to to theft of glasses. That was yeah, a allegedly. That was it wasn't it. That theft. Was for theft. Purposes, you buy, we never. It was a joke. Alleg- if you say <laughs> allegedly, you can say anything. Allegedly, um, the local MP for Coldale, uh, Craig Whitaker, sucked my balls in a very gay way. Allegedly. Allegedly, Tom is tired and emotional right now. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a good joke if you know the context. Uh, tired and emotional, which I imagine. I do not. He, the fucking legal guy doesn't know it. It's not a. Cl- there's not a chance yeah. anyone else knows it. You're all. You're all dumb. Well, stop listening. You're not we clever. Can to topic. Shush. You're not clever enough to listen to this podcast. It's an intellectual podcast. Like it, it, it can be deemed a slander to say that someone was drunk in like the newspaper, right? Because that can hurt someone's public image if you can't prove it. Uh, if you can't prove someone was drunk, you can't print that someone was drunk, right? Uh, so, uh, like, newspaper reporters, when someone was drunk, would say they were tired and emotional instead. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows that tired and emotional just means drunk. So nowadays, journalists <laughs> are told you can't use tired and emotional because 
if everyone knows that it means drunk, that can also be slander these, for being drunk. These like. days, if you say someone's tired and emotional, <laughs> everyone gets enough fuss. You'll be arrested and thrown in jail. You'll be arrested and thrown in jail. You'll be arrested and thrown in jail. Arrested and thrown in jail. Yeah, if you say you're tired and emotional, you'll be arrested and thrown in jail. Damn, what's the world coming to? It's 1984. But at least when Dylan's running into jails, we know it. See, Max. See, for all of our listeners, no for all our listeners, other than Eloise, shout out, shout out, love you. That is what me and Dylan just did. Was a reference to one of my favourite comedy bits of all time, which has happened. It's been referenced before on this podcast. It's Stuart Lee's. These days, if you say you're English, you'll get arrested and thrown in jail. Google it. Funniest shit you'll ever watch. Stuart Lee's pretty... I, he's pretty up there for comedians. My uh, My favourite thing about Stuart Lee, my favourite like description of him, I think it's... I don't know if it's self-ascribed or ascribed by others, but the, it's the thinking man's idiot. <laughs> Which I think is a very apt description and he's very funny. Yes. Mm. I think one of my favourite Stuart Lee bits is because... I've seen quite a lot of observation of comedy. Oh, I know where you go. I'm a fan of Seinfeld. I okay, I'm going to say right now, Dylan is about to say observational comedy about Islam. So, <laughs> so surely he just like gets up and he runs around the stage for like 10 minutes and then he just goes up to the mic and goes, you see these new Muslims they got? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Because he's making fun of of in the context is he's making fun of observational comedy, but he's also making fun of like a lot of people were like asking like people to do anti-Islam comedy because anti-Christian comedy was a big thing because it was like the prevalent view. So he was making fun of like the juncture of those two, and it was it's very good. But uh, also observational comedy is very dumb nowadays. What's the deal with airline food? Hey, what's the deal with underage pussy? Yeah. I can't get enough of it, George. I just go in, I, 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 I go and hang around colleges and then I pick up a 17 year old and then bam, so, she's my girlfriend. So, she doesn't know any better. I'm taking advantage of them. I'm 38 years old. Okay, so the context for this is that Jerry Seinfeld, as an adult, dated a, um, a teenager. When he was 38. He dated a 17-year-old. Because I feel like if we don't clarify that, it just sounds... In, it sounds like Dylan has lost the plot. Dylan has gone deranged. George, I have sex with children! Jerry, Jerry, you can't have sex with children. That's immoral. It's an immoral thing to do. They can't consent. But George, it's tighter. <laughs> I, <laughs> I also that feel like part joke. of the reason we've had to devolve to this is Max has just left the room without warning. I have to take over as joke Meister. It's the joke episode. It is the joke. That, that's got to be the title. The title has to be joke episode. <laughs> no other episodes can contain jokes. That's the thing. Like I'm not sure any of them have. Uh, I think that's there's been, been funny moments, but I don't think there's been any, any outright jokes. I think the thick table had some jokes. Oh, it's some jokes. It's more anecdotes, funny anecdotes. That's the thing. We, 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 even then, like they're not that funny. <laughs> this is not a good quality podcast. You're listening to this still, like. I think this is the best episode. I so think. Far. Don't say that. That feels like we're betraying. Sorry, Mason. Mason. I know. It would be I better feel, with Mason in it, though. I feel like if you're listening to this episode, the emotional whiplash. Cause we've talked about like prison reform, then straight got into a joke, then we've talked about like the importance of electoral influence uh, involvement, then straight to it. It's such like a uh, emotionally jarring episode. It has been a true journey. I feel like I've been on all seven <laughs> steps of the hero's journey. I feel like the the day we get. Me, you, Mason, and Max all on an episode. That should be a good. One. Do you think we should just make Max a co-host? Max is good. Like he, even when he's not con, he's not here right now. So we're allowed to say nice things about him. 
Max right. is contributing. He doesn't say a lot, but when he does, it's a good contribution. Max of, does makes ma- Max makes no bad contributions. Of, of of the three members of the podcast mm. right now, two of us are here. Yeah. Uh, do we vote that we should make Max a co-host? If if we both vote yes, then Max is a. I I would like Max to be a co-host. I vote yes. We can't force him to be a co-host. No, then, we're, then, we're, then you know. We ask then, him. No, here you go. We you know what I'm about him. to do? I'm about to do a callback. Mm. If we make Max a co-host, we're doing like indentured servitude, labour without pay. <laughs> this is just a hobby. This has nothing to do with pay. We're but not making any that's money. That's the problem, this. though. Oh, Max is back now, so... It's a hobby, man. Uh, the conversation ended. I've come back with another Guinness. Another you? Guinness. Try getting this one in the in the glass right, this time. Max. Do you want a formal... Would you like to be a, a co-host on the podcast and become a regular? Do you want to be promoted f- from guest to co-host? Oh, you don't have to yeah. be on every episode. Does my, does my pay increase? There's no pay for any of us. Because I mean, I've already been promised like 10%. 10%. Yeah, as soon as we make some revenue. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If, if, if you're a co-host, you get 25%. Yeah, we were. Because the, the economics of this is not adding up, right? Because I've already on ten percent. So we had Tom's offered me quite a lot of his. Percentage. I offered you. What did I offer you for? If you're percent or something. I offered Max like fifty percent of my profit for nothing. For if it makes any money. Yeah, because yeah, I I was so confident it wouldn't make money. I said Max could have fifty. Tom was of quite. You know, yeah. how many listeners was the first one? 25, 30, yeah, well, how many listeners? 40, 40, how many? Shout yeah, out to however, our forty listeners. No, no we've only got how like many episodes, seven. Yeah, we, we went from now. forty to seven. Listen, like it's, four a natural, it's a natural lifespan. Of, but of a podcast. I know Eloise still listens to it. She listens to it now. So shout out to Eloise again. I'm quite drunk, but I love you, Eloise. Oh, that's Aww. cute. How much She's just gonna plug the. I'm gonna try to plug Eloise. Guys, go follow Eloise on Twitter. It's at, I don't know what it's at. It's like transmissions, but there's some numbers in it. Guys, go figure... <laughs> I imagine the S would be a five. Here's what you do, right? You go to you go follow me on Twitter, TomJC09, and then you look through my followers. Stop plugging your Twitter, man. And, we'll we'll and then out. you can find Eloise, because she... Every now and then she does a good tweet. My I've, Twitter's better though. You should follow. I've, that. I've never go. I've never gone to a single plug in a podcast. Does, does the I've virtual plug like have a, a social media account? Or something? Not yet. We'll get Not yet. We need to make. Yeah, Bethan's our social media. We need media to get manager. some listener interaction. If you have got any topics you want we, to hear us discuss, we need to see that one annoying cunt in the comments to go. Oh, look at my new podcast! It's good. My friends are very funny. It's quite interesting because when I've spoken to people who have listened to the podcast, primarily Kate. Uh, Kira shout and Eloise. Yeah, you shout out Kate. That was my shout. That was it. You, yeah, yeah. I say I love my girlfriend. Man, man, man like Kate. Kate. <laughs> man like Kate. Uh, they've all, everyone who's listened to the podcast has always said that there's times where they want to say something about mm. the podcast. And I, when I had the episode when I was in, I had the same experience. So, but these put these people are pussies, and they won't they won't come on the podcast. Kira, Kate, Eloise. This is a sh- this is a shout. This is a call out post. Bethan, Come on the podcast Bethan if you're so ass. I don't blame Bethan because she never expressed interest. That's true to be fair. All right, fun. we're going to go for a piss break now, I believe, because Dylan just wrote on a post-it note. Wait, you, a, you, no you just got rid of all of, the, all of the subtlety, man. There's no su- This is not a subtle podcast. <laughs> it's part of the brand image. <laughs> okay. okay, we'll be back in a second. Uh, we went for a pee break. To, to the audio listeners, there's been literally no difference uh, between me saying... Oh, we're going for a pee break. We'll be back in a second, and me discussing us coming back. Uh, but it feels like at least ten minutes to us. I ate some crisps. Could have been. Could have been. Uh, what's like? Can you think of a time where like 
the most like just dismissive like saying without being like explicitly dismissive like 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 bye Felicia but like <laughs> bye bye Felicia yeah like can I have a talk bye Felicia <laughs> like that kind of thing has, has anything ever like that happened to you someone said something very dismissive to you it's not necessarily yeah. dismissive but there was one time me and Mason uh, hosted the podcast uh, hope he comes back one day <laughs> we were in a so free my boy back. Mason free him he's in jail he didn't do nothing wrong he, he didn't do nothing wrong we were in Aldi and we were in the queue we were starting to put our stuff on the, the thing and this woman ahead of us just said um, there's a pandemic it's going on can you keep your distance please and Mason's like what <laughs> so we just stepped back but it was like we all had masks on there was enough space between them they were facing different areas and this woman was like yeah there's a pandemic you, what like between you and Mason? Like you were in the same no, house. No, they Mason they were, got close was, to Mason her was, when he was low Mason was too the, close to her. Apparently, I yeah. don't think that he was. was. The best bit of that was didn't he just like out of sheer like surprise just got oh, soz or something? Like, he said like <laughs> soz, yeah, yeah. It's a shame he's not here right now because uh, he, he could he could, he could elaborate. Himself. But yeah, I mean I'll defend him. Yeah, I think he was fine doing. Yeah. That. he was not that close. He had a mask on. She had a mask on. They were Sticking facing different directions. There's probably not two meters, but like if you're an Aldi, like you gotta give yeah. some leeway. away. They'd throw perfect this... pull. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. That's fine. That's a good support, and I think that's a good pull for the for the hobgoblin. That is a good pull. It's hobgoblin ruby, an underrated hobgoblin. Has it got too much they head? But it does have some head. Do they have any hobgoblins other than the ruby and the gold? Not that I'm aware of. Speaking, There's gotta be more. Speaking, I'm searching it. Speaking of um, oh, we got that garlic bread going as well. Yeah, is it? He's still been going. Is it still rising? Twenty-five kilometers. So we'll keep. Oh, it went up to one. Then. It went up to point one. So it's going up. What I was gonna say mm. is they're they're releasing new flavors of desperados. I've seen that. Aren't one they a of them. One of them's whiskey sour. Yeah. I don't know what the other is, but I'm I'm interested. I'll try it. He's the beer and tequila works. Mm. As a combination, beer and whiskey. But it's not even just whiskey; it's whiskey sour and like what's Isn't the that what, a cocktail? A whiskey. That's sour? a cocktail. I swear yeah. it's got like egg white in it. I might yeah. be completely wrong here. I'm gonna Google it. Whiskey sour. I'm not sure about that. Okay. Uh, I'm. I, I will try it because. Mm. Oh, we're on five head. <laughs> that's a brilliant name. Okay, so there's a hobgoblin IPA. Yeah, I've you seen that before. All different I haven't had that before. I haven't I've had not the tried hobgoblin it, but I've seen it. The ruby's, ruby's really nice. That's what I'm drinking that's right now. That's a dark one. That is very nice. Gold is also nice. Gold is very nice. He's a classic beer. Uh, hob- King, King Goblin. King Goblin. Oh. Damn. King, King Six, Goblin be balling. 6.6%. Oh, God damn. Why is it look red? Because uh, it's the king, man. I'm not sure if that's... Ginger beard. No, go back to that ginger beard one. So is that like an alcoholic ginger beer? Man, it's Simon from Yogscast. That's a that's brilliant. That ginger beard, ginger beer. I want to try that. That's a clever name. That's good. That, that that's is good marketing. Dice stout. They have a stout which is called Dice Man. Nice. Dry neck, which is another golden beer. I think that's all the. Hard oh, you went past two then. They've got loads. We've missed so many. Firecatcher, fire another golden. I haven't one. seen any of these. How lot of these just seem like variations? That's a lower percentage than the rest. I've like three points something. That's like a baby beer, man. That's like Google Gaga, like give me beer. Carlsberg. I feel like. Google Gaga, can I have beer with my pizza? Kind of. Let's have the next beer. Shy Giant Amber Beer, four point seven percent. Shy Giant. Like all of these are things I would like to try. They don't sell all of these at... Dirty, Dirty Tackle. Yeah. That's Burnley, mate. 
They you may as well just call that Burnley. <laughs> like. Dirty tackle. That's actually that picture there for our audio listeners. It's a brute. That's Ashley Barnes. <laughs> that is. Ashley he might be Barnes holding either a rugby ball or American football, but that's. They are one. all extraordinary. Keep going. I I do enjoy that the last Richwood one? Brewery oh, beers. It's a solid brewery, Richwood. You, you, you know what they you're They also have the, the Five Head one. I think that's a brilliant name. Mm. Five Head Session IPA. It's a shame it's only 3.6%. If anyone from Witchwood or from Hobgoblin is listening... If they want to sponsor us, I, was just um, I'll, I will shamelessly shill for any company that provides me with alcohol. We, I will shamelessly shill for almost any company that provides me enough money to go to the pub. We drink well, a lot on this podcast and we're already shouting out whatever we're drinking, so if anyone wants to get... Yeah, shout out Manchester Three Rivers Gin. <laughs> Small <laughs> Batch Dry Gin, established My in 2015. Dad. 40% volume, distilled and bottled in Manchester, England, 70 centiliters. I'm not going to read the back of it because then the joke will get too old. Yeah. My, it's my, already there. <laughs> my dad said that listening to the podcast is like, it's basically going to the pub with your mates. And I think that's true. <laughs> I think I, th- I, I 100% agree. If you are listening to this podcast sober, you're Get doing, some friends and go to the pub. You're doing it wrong. You need to listen to this podcast while drinking along with us. Oh, Otherwise, yeah. I feel like we're I'm on my third drink. You must Sorry. be on your third drink by now, at least. Which is when do well, you guys listen to your own podcast? If you, if you do. Uh, when, uh, uh, train rides or bus rides yeah. or whatever. Like, when I, yeah. I, or when I'm doing some, like... Chores like uh, cleaning my room or stuff. I don't listen to the ones that I'm involved in that much, but I listen to the one that I wasn't in quite Mm. a bit. And Mm. I like that one, except I couldn't, I couldn't speak my piece I liked okay. reviewing my game like a like a footballer watching the game yeah. oh, you mean these, I meant like else. other pod like you know other podcasts oh other podcasts oh, like, oh yeah. I, I'm always listening to podcasts mm. um, I've shouted out I've like, at to least less once recently. maybe not twice the Trash Future pod, Trash Future podcast best podcast I've ever listened to Gus and Eddie podcast second best podcast after uh, Gus and Eddie's pretty pod. good they, they're back in person now Gus and Eddie yeah yeah I, I watched that you one where the, the surprise Sven I really like Come Town it's a bit immature but like it, it it, it's uh, it is funny. I've never listened to come. There's only so much you can take because it's the same jokes every time. <laughs> this but, is like, like a fans of the virtual farm will like. Well, it's a bit. They will probably like, like come down. Fans of Tom Crisp will like Trash Future, <laughs> but I don't know that everyone who listens to this would like Trash Future. But it's a very good podcast, and you should give it a go at least. Yeah, if you're a fan, of, I've I've been listening to my vinyls more than podcasts yeah. recently. I've done the opposite. I've been listening to because much more I feel podcasts. I, I, I can work while I listen to music and I find it hard to work when I listen to podcasts. See, the difference with me is I don't work, so I don't need to, like, That's worry true, about That's true, to be fair. You are a lazy poo. Yeah. Uh, the thing is that, like, when, when people get, like, drunk, they act, like, irrationally, right? Mm. Yeah. I, I, I have an anecdote about this. Oh, and, uh, oh there we go. That's I, had, I, I had a mate that was, like, at, uh, like, uh, a bus stop and they were waiting with a with another friend and they were just waiting there for the bus to come and this like really drunk guy like stumbles around the corner he comes up to them as like hey hey you know katie and they go like no no we don't know this person at all we 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 don't know anyone called katie and then they go good because Katie's a slag. (laughs) (laughs) how, How like rural of a bus stop is this? Uh, it's a town probably about 20,000 people. Okay, so it's like just a bit bigger than my town. Yeah. Um, I have so many stories of Halifax buses and Halifax bus station. There was this, there's one recurring one that is a recurring character in my life from like a GCSE to A level who 
Me and my friends collectively referred to as daft cunt. <laughs> so he's this lad who used to... On the thick table, right? Me, <laughs> me and my mates used to sit at the back of the bus. And um, this lad cool sometimes kid. sat near us and he'd look at... Like, we were not cool kids. He would look at us, he'd glare at us. And then once, my friend Peter uh, had the wise idea to, like, say something to him. And he started, like, getting proper mardy with us. And he kept calling us daft cunts. And um, I was the one who stayed on the bus the longest out of my mates. And um, he'd, he'd spat at front us before, like, while we were walking past. Never, like, managed to get the reach on the spit. He'd always been like, near oh. us. But there was one time. he So he got off the bus at Hebden Bridge. I got off the bus like, past that. Um, he got off the bus and I was sat at the back of so He looked at me and I just, I just gave him a cheeky little wink. <laughs> and it sent him it sent him into a rage he started hitting the side of the bus he was shouting things He, the wink was too much for him to handle some men just can't handle the no they the, can't the handle crisp. the Tom Cruise wink it's too much for some people the if you can't handle a wink <laughs> like if, if you can't handle a wink how's he gonna handle a hello sunshine like hello sunshine yeah, yeah. hello sunshine <laughs> hello sunshine I'm gonna get destroyed on Friday <laughs> <laughs> I love how anyone who's listening to this podcast who wasn't at that table has not got a clue not even yeah. the foggiest and we're not I'm gonna say no don't explain it to them <laughs> you're giving them no this is no not this is not a listener friendly podcast all if, I'm saying if you know you know and if you don't know, just what I'm laugh. saying you, is... If you didn't laugh, you're an idiot. You should give, give him a little bit. Though, then, all I'm saying is it, it's a boy from a private school. Ooh, yeah. That's all I'm saying. It's, you can infer from that what you will. I from th- my previous I statements. I thought what would have given more context to that was the fact that it was the an all-boys school. An all-boys uh, private school. Yeah, I should add, yeah. With an ear piercing. How are my trousers wearing the fucking tightest trousers I've ever seen? <laughs> <laughs> Aggressively tight trousers. <laughs> Those checkered ones as well. Aggressively you know, hugging his ass cheeks, Whoa. man. Yeah. Some quality trousers. Some quality trousers. You have the same trousers, but they're like respectively loose. No, me and him have the same. Those, the grey checkered ones. They're yeah, ten- but they're not as tight on you. No, uh, no, no. Garlic, they look more like joggers. Garlic Both bread. Up- a man of a man Garlic of- bread update. Garlic bread update. We're at 28. Kilometers high, it's getting still warmer. rising, no, and it's, it's getting well. It yeah, I told you it gets warmer it's, towards it's the. Uh, it's very interesting. I, I, I told you the closer to the atmosphere mm. it gets. Well, warmer. I know you said that, but I want to say like we're reaching that point. I wonder when we're st- we're still rising in height. I wonder what height we start dropping at. Well, it's what, uh, what's a little time check. At a certain point, the atmospheric pressure will get less mm. than the pressure inside the balloon, so we're it will expand mm. and then pop the balloon. We are and then it will drop past, down to We're at past half the length of the video. Yeah. We're way past that, and it's well, still rising. It's about an hour left before the it will start to shrink. Well, it well no, an hour left till the video no, ends. Yeah. Surely. So that's we watched the whole yeah, thing up and down. When it comes down, does it come down quite quick? Quite I don't quickly, know. I've not watched the video. I haven't got that far yet. I'm not tight. I'm too drunk to enjoy it now. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, do you know how many? Gone back to the way most people, be. when they're mixing drinks, will add less tonic throughout the night. Thomas Chris <laughs> adds <laughs> more tonic throughout. The night. <laughs> well, because when I'm sober, I can enjoy the flavour more. Absolute madman. That's someone who enjoys the, the taste of alcohol. <laughs> I like gin, rum, gin. alcohols. I like the flavour of flavour of gin, rum, whiskey, tequila. Mm. Alcohols I don't like the flavour of vodka. And Glenn's white rum. What's it? I just it's just burning at that point. Like. Glenn's white rum is paint stripper. Do not buy it yeah. at your own cost. Unless you want to sponsor us, Glenn's. In which case, in, ca- in which case, it's the rum. best rum Glenn's. I've ever tried. Yeah. It's Shamelessly. made in. You know Glenn's white rum. 
you know rum is a uh, it's a very Caribbean thing. It's made from mm. sugar cane. Yeah. It's made from molasses. Do you know where yeah. Glen's white rum is made? Where Scotland. Oh. Base. <laughs> the, 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 the 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 international capital of sugar cane. <laughs> Scotland. All things rum and tropical. But Scotland has like the monopoly on Scotch whiskey, which is like a famously like. That's like that's because Scotch has, has a, to has be made. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But everyone like Scotch is a very like. An, it's a very in demand drink. Like, why don't they just produce more of that? If you have the opportunity, yeah. Why are you to, Why are you fucking about make, making white rum in Scotland yeah, when you like, just make scones? If you have a building of a brewery in Scotland, make scones. To be fair, like you need like I, different types of um, stills and yeah. distillery to make mm. different types of. Uh, They've got regulations and things. Like and that like the, the the rules about like what you can define as different whiskey, especially. They are very strict about what can be defined as different types of whiskey. This is like, like it goes down to like how old the barrels you leave it in are and how like the different types they're charred or not. It's very very peculiar how like mm. you have to be very precise to classify it as different things. It's it's like the maple syrup cartel. Where I don't know. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, tell, in tell in Canada where only certain people that sign up to this. Well, cartel can sell their maple syrup as Canadian maple syrup. They've essentially trademarked the idea of Canadian maple syrup. And if you're not part of this this body, this union, you can't mm. call yours Canadian maple syrup. And they control the world's supply of Canadian maple syrup. In order to keep the, play, uh, the price at this artificial level, they hoard it in a massive warehouse. And there was a big crime where someone stole all of this ma- and you love you know you're like oh maple syrup got stolen how bad can that be it was worth disgusting amounts of money it was like the biggest robbery in canada or something for a long time. it's like, inflated value it's like diamonds isn't it it's, it's inflating the value they claim it's like oh you know if we have a bad harvest we'll still have a supply but it's not like that but the fact that they stole it i mean that was a massive crime and the only reason they got caught is because maple syrup in barrels, it doesn't rust the barrels. Uh. But they re- when they replaced the barrels, they filled them with water and the water eventually rusted the barrels. And they were like, what's going on here? Why are these barrels rusting? Oh, and that's so if how they, they just filled out. it with a liquid that didn't rust the barrels, and yeah. then they would have been Yeah, because no one, I mean, they never had to use these. Yeah, because they, they, they were always going to stay in the way. Like, maple syrup's so nice. Yeah. So like a little bit of crime maybe adds to the flavour. It's the secret. Crime ingredient. is the secret ingredient. Yeah. <laughs> the the people buying the maple syrup didn't know that it was crime. Well, that's the thing. That's why it's a secret ingredient. If you knew it was crime, it might not be as influential in the flavour. Yeah, just think about that next time you buy Canadian maple syrup. You're buying into the mafia, the maple syrup. The can- thing is, the Canadian mafia. And they're Canadian. They've got to be like. They're probably quite polite. People are going out of business for this, Tom. You know, independent businesses. They want to make their own maple it's syrup. It's a boot tie. You take sell it, and they're not allowed to sell it as Canadian maple syrup. Guys, guys, guys. We're about to hit thirty kilometers. This is a big. Oh, oh. We're at twenty-nine point nine minus seven point three degrees. This is when it starts going back down again. Hey, thirty kilometers. Take takes a drag on my cigar. I've had enough of you, uh, little John. Taking my. Uh, Maple syrup territory rights. I'm the only one that can sell the sticky sugar ware <laughs> <laughs> over over this side of the river. Maple now, if you don't skedaddle soon, then uh, the trees won't be the only thing that have holes in them. Oh, that's oh. good. That's good. Maple syrup is delicious, though. It's good. It's good. It is delicious. I, I know. I bought been... golden syrup for my porridge this week. Next time, I'll buy maple I'd... syrup. We've so. established before on this podcast something's runny. Any women. I can't remember the others. Anti-fascist. Anti-fascist, anti-women. Speaking of women, we're not anti-all women. 
I'd just like to make another shout out because I got in trouble for my man like Kate. <laughs> Kate is a, a lovely, great person. Um, we don't hate all women. Yeah, I've lost my train of thought now. I was, I was gonna Those, say, uh, we don't oh, hate our girlfriends or other women. I was going to say, we might, we're anti a lot. Shh, we're anti a lot of things, but I want to make this an executive decision to say we are pro maple syrup on this podcast. We're anti. Can we be anti the Canadian mafia? We can be anti the Canadian mafia and pro the liberation of the maple syrup industry. Free my maple syrup. Free maple syrup. Free maple syrup. Liberation for all. Yeah. Maple also, I am. All, all, although we're not anti all women, I am anti my bitch wife Helen, <laughs> ex-wife. She took the fucking kids, man. It is because she won't come on the podcast. <laughs> nah, nah. My girlfriend Poppy won't come on the podcast, but she's a very lovely. I love her very much. Shout out to Poppy. We love Poppy, but not that bitch. But not for that bitch wife, ex-wife Helen. She fucking took my Maserati, just went away. I fucking, I worked and grinded for that shit, man. My, my life and joy. And she didn't even want it. She just wanted to cause me pain. Fuck my bitch wife, Alice. Taking all my alimony. <laughs> Ta- taking the alimony, man. Alice paid paid Al suppo- child Alice support for 18 money. years. And on the 18th birthday, I found out it wasn't It won't mine. is. It won't is. It won't mine. <laughs> 18 years. 18 years. And on the 18th birthday, I found out what is. Fuck our Ka- bitch Kenny knows where it is, man. You got anyone you want to say fuck to you two? Um, any, uh, any women you hate? Any, apart from Nancy is it got Pelosi? to be a woman? Uh, well, obviously we all not hate necessarily, Nancy. but me, can, me and Dylan hate our ex- bitch ex-wives. Well, uh, can we get a collective uh, hate Hillary Clinton for fucking over Bernie in the primaries in 2016? Well, more I hate Hillary Clinton, for, and also for um, being a bitch for killing Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> personally with a, with a um, she, she, magnum. She went. <laughs> She went into that jail cell and just fucking executed him like Dirty Harry. That was pretty girl boss of her, to be that fair. That was girl boss. Kudos for that. <laughs> it's pretty girl boss of Hillary Clinton to go into Jeffrey Epstein's cell with a revolver with one bullet in and play Russian roulette until he died. <laughs> it was like fucking Deer Hunter. They sat across the table. It's like, uh, if, if I don't kill you, then I'm going to go down anyway. So we're playing <laughs> Russian roulette. And Jeffrey Epstein was the one that shot himself. Yeah. It was the lesser of two evils. Convicted child paedophile oh alleged sex, sex alleged. trafficker and alleged paedophile and sex trafficker Hillary Clinton alleged alleged we're legal for legal purposes for legal purposes uh, for legal purposes it's only alleged that Hillary Clinton goes down into the fucking uh, New York Yankees basement and has child blood no, put the, into her veins and she's fucking it's pumped pe- full of like child fucking mush in, 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 into all of our orifices it's to not, keep us youthful and young and looking like a fucking devil, man. It's not the New York Yankees, it's the pizzeria. Lock her up. Lock her up. Lock her up. Lock her up. The pizza's still rising, man. Oh, shit. Fucking it's the fucking bitch ex-wife. <laughs> the fucking bitch ex-wife. She's calling... If she wants, if she's gonna have the fucking coffee machine. Nah, nah, we decided that before. I'm having the expressos, bitch. That's in the prenup. It's in the prenup. My, my, my greatest joy is getting out of bed and just pressing a button and making a coffee. New, segment, new segment for weekly legal advice. Always get a prenup. I just fell off my chair. <laughs> we are prenup. Or better still, don't You're, get married. So, um, in response to falling off my chair, I think it's just time. Just stay engaged. It's time to pour another drink. <laughs> One thing's a certain. Tom needs another drink. <laughs> Tom always needs another drink. Tom's always one drink away from the next drink. <laughs> I, that's true, to be fair. That, that That's a logically valid argument. <laughs> Unless at some point you quit. Uh, 
That's, 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 look, one that's day, quite the that's, a, that's like some quiet... <laughs> well, here the thing is, that's a lot less than the, the gin, mm. the gin was 40%. That's but you were a lot more sober. That's a lot less than the gin, and this is only 35%, okay. so like... I mean, even our, even our audio listeners will have a good idea of how big that drink was from the glug, glug, glug that went into that. <laughs> Wait, speaking of glug, glug, this is, this is the empty bottle of gin, but I just want to go... It's a nice one day sound. You will have you your hear the difference. Thing. One day you will laugh at your last big chungus. Chunga, 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 chunga. I've run out of gin, and this is a bottle of gin that was half full. You can't do whiskey and tonic. You can do it. No. It's not whiskey. Right. Just drink it straight like a real. It's Tennessee fire, so it's not. It's basically. They legally cannot call it whiskey because it's not whiskey. It's it's, it, they, they can only call it a liqueur. It's a cinnamon spice Tennessee fire liqueur. By the people who made whiskey. For I'm not sure they made this, whiskey. They, you know, the makers of last summer whiskey. they brought you whiskey. Now they bring my dad. One of my dad's cinnamon fr- liqueur. One of my dad's friends has two sons, and his sons are called Jack. Jack came first. He got two then, of them. And the second son was called Daniel. Which is weird for two reasons. One, because your first one's called Jack, so you can't call your second son Daniel. The other reason it's weird is because my dad is called Dan. So you can't, like, I would never name yeah. a son Max or Dylan because you're my friend. It'd be weird. I think that's strange. I wonder if one of you died in, like, respect. <laughs> respect. Yeah. <laughs> like, in, in honour of. Well, that's the most I, supremely uh, cooked thing I've ever heard. Naming your son after something. I wouldn't name one of you guys. But like, like, out of like a if res- my grand- I get the respect thing. Max, if you died, yeah. my son would not be called Max. I, Those I, I of you be weird. Because then, then you'd be looking at your son yeah. and you'd be saying Max, See, but my, there's a, a link to... Because like, my legacy there. lives on enough yeah. in this scar on your head... Never forget, never forget, never forget. But like, loads of people name their children after like their grandparents, like their grandmother and grandfather. And honestly, my grandfather is a pretty cool name, Robin. Shout out, shout Shout out, out. Robin, man like Robin, man like Robin. (laughs) If I have a son, honestly, I think Robin's pretty good name. Robin's not a bad name. Robin's a good name. My auntie, her Mm. son, who's I think four now, his middle name. He has two middle names. One of them is my auntie's dad's name. The other one is my uncle's dad's name. It's just an unwieldy f- name. And I don't like it. I think it's dumb. Sh- Sam, fuck you. You're four years old. Fuck you. You're a dumb name. Sam. The, the only Sams I know have always turned out to be assholes. One of them was just, like, really fat and a bully. The, and only s- really the other one, uh, like... Uh, Drives a motorcycle, is a fisherman, and cheated on his girlfriend. The only the first sa- two things I was like, where is he going with his <laughs> asshole behaviour? But the only Sam yeah. I know is a very gay guy. I prefer That's Sam as a, a bad as a girl's yeah. name. I think like Sam from a, like Jennifer McCurdy's character in iCarly. Sam. Why is your seat so low, Tom? Don't worry about it's it. Six weeks and I, I think that whiskey might be one step beyond. I've not even had a sip of the whiskey. Yet. I think that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, I okay, think that's a good thing. Yeah. We're, we're feeling the lack of Mason. The lack of Mason. <laughs> <laughs> Tom went for a sip of whiskey and managed to s- spray it everywhere. That was a big gulp. Oh, if he's sent Dude, you can't down a whiskey. Jesus fuck. You're only going to pour another one. You want to make it laugh. I need, yeah, I need a break. That's, that's, there that's was right. tonic in it. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. So for our audio... You're right, Tom. For our audio on this bit, 
Why don't, you, why don't you tell them what happened? Uh, the big bang on the table is going to be Tom's head hitting the table as he passes out because he just downed a whole whiskey and tonic, which is at least a double, no, if not a quadruple whiskey. It was. I was quite reserved on the whiskey, and it's not whiskey. It was, you are not reserved on the whiskey. It's only thirty-five percent. It's only thirty-five percent, man. You're only fucking pissed out your mind. Watch this though. Audience listeners, watch this. He, for context, Tom just did a Fortnite dance. Uh, I think it's time for a piss it break. I think it's time for a piss break. You can't have two piss breaks. Just oh, we can. No, it's time for a piss break. I press the stop okay. button. Hello, everyone. This is Thomas Crisp, uh, co-host of the Virtual Fart Room podcast. I am currently recording alone as Max enters the room. <laughs> Hello, Max. What have you got to say for yourself? Just like to apologise on behalf of the rest of the podcast team to everyone who's had to listen to you. For me, <laughs> since you've restarted. And following Max entering the room, Dylan Godbird entered the room. Dylan, yeah, we all just came back from a break. Of course, we all entered. Dylan, the room. what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, I feel like Tom is quite drunk right now. I feel like I can go into the anecdote of the time I was most drunk. Okay, let's have that. Let's, let's, let's do that. So, I will. While, I, while you do that, I'll switch to the. Um, Garlic bread, bread in space. 30.8 kilometres. I feel we've got to keep going until the garlic bread. Oh, it's dropping now. Did we start with it? Wait, it's dropping. It's going. Look at it. It's going down. The garlic bread is descending. Nice. Okay, so the time I was most drunk, I was going to a gig uh, with my girlfriend. And what was the band that you were going to say? <sighs> I don't know. I don't actually know. Uh, and my. My girlfriend's friend was also there, and I had got one of my friends, and like we'd set them up basically, uh, and her friend had brought like a full bottle of vodka, and I had had at least a quart of it. I wasn't that experienced with alcohol at that point, and I drink drank it very quickly. So I was very drunk. I was in the streets of Barnstable. We go to the gig Barnstable. when it Barnstable. So. We go to the gig. When I've been, in, By this when time, I've been drunk in the streets somewhere, it's in Manchester. I, not I, fucking Barnstable. Some other Barnes friends had also... I've lost my way to some my also, <laughs> so Some other friends had agreed to go to the gig, and they had, like, turned up, and they just saw the state of me, and they left. That, <laughs> that, that's what happened. With that bad. And, yeah. That and bad. So I, I, I didn't realise it was that bad. We haven't even got to the gig yet. We've so, got to stop shouting, we've got to stop shouting. So we get to the gig, and uh, <laughs> they they give you the stamp right, and I yeah. stand there like I got to not be drunk, I got to not be drunk, and like my hand was like moving left and right when, and the person was like hold your hand still while I stamp it. I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and they managed to stamp it after a couple of tries, and I go into the courtyard and I just sit in the one chair there and just look at the sky and I go. Uh, <laughs> the other people that I was with decided that. It was not a very good band. They were tuning their instruments for fucking 45 minutes. Get on with the fucking game. Are you even in a band? So my my most similar experience to that is I once got kicked out of the same gig three times. Fuck yeah. So we decided to leave because the band was not doing anything. They were being shit for fucking Do you know what the band was called? I'd call them out. No, I do not know where they were called, but they're fucking, they're not going to get anywhere with plays like that, right? Like, no. and I was just passing out in the chair. Uh, so my girlfriend takes me to Costa because it's still early enough to go to Costa. 
This is how fucked it was. Like, we can still go to, like, coffee shops and shit. That, because I had got so drunk so quickly. And I go to Costa, and my girlfriend orders me a coffee to try and sober me up. When I drink the coffee, I just... I just... <laughs> oh, no. Uh, for all of our audio listeners, Tom's just tried to insult me and then fallen over. He's still on the floor, but we'll be able to hear him in the background. Okay. <laughs> Ignore the background noise. Tom, Dylan, you were saying with your story. So, Costa. We're at, we're at Costa, and she orders me a coffee uh, to save me up. Yeah. And I try drinking from it. And I'm so drunk, I just spill it all over the table. Yeah. Everyone in the coffee shop is looking at us. I, I scold my hand. Uh, it's The whole table is just full. Because you know that, that slight lip around the side? Yeah. So the whole coffee table, the whole table, was just basically a small pool of coffee going across the whole thing. Uh, so obviously we we just get the fuck out of Costa. Yeah. We go to the bus station. The, the bus takes like forty five minutes. Ooh. I almost throw up on the bus like several times. Uh, don't down that one as well, Tom. I mean, most of that went in in this time. But like, I was unreasonably drunk. Uh, Speaking of unreasonably drunk. The most. Uh, at a venue, I think the most unreasonably drunk I've ever been. I was. It was during neighbourhood. Watch. It was neighbourhood weekender where they do. There are a lot of gigs in Manchester at different venues. And I was seeing Blinders play at the Albert Hall in Manchester. Blinders. That's an Albert. I was seeing Blinders play at Albert Hall in Manchester. Albert Hall in Manchester? Mm. I mm. thought Albert Hall was in London. There's two. There's two. There's Royal Albert Hall and Albert Hall. They, there's the real Albert Hall. Uh, yeah. There's, there's the, the royal the one. one. And there's the Manchester. Manchester. So, the one in Manchester. The knockoff one. As far as I'm aware, I was kicked out of that venue on that night three times. And you got back in two yeah. times? Well, the, the funniest one was I, I went to the guy and I was like, where's... I was, I was drunk, so imagine imagine me, but I'm drunk. Right, <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have to do any yeah, yeah. I go, where's the, I go like this one. I'm very right. drunk. Goes, where's the toilet, mate? It's just method acting, right? I go, I go like, where's the toilet, mate? And he goes, you're not going to the toilet, mate. You're going outside. So he, he takes me outside. So I'm outside the venue, and I'm like, well, I need to go to the toilet. Do you know what I do? Yeah. I just walk past him and go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That, but yeah, I got kicked out of that venue three times. Fucking hell. I had a lot. That was one of the nights when people talk about when you can, when you're younger, you can drink vodka. Like, like you've all was amazed by how well we can drink vodka. That's what you can do. I, that night when I was I was sixteen, seventeen, I could do that. I can't do that anymore, but I could. Then. You can't drink fucking whiskey, man. Like, you're slow. It's not whiskey! It's, it's about the taste, though. It's a like, Sorry, cinnamon liqueur made by the people who make well, listen, uh, Jack Daniels I'm Tennessee whiskey. I'm slurring my words, not because of this, but because of the, the, the gin. The gin I've had already. I am very, very drunk. Did you never go for a straight, like, vodka phase? I, I every, did. I under, had yeah, every underage drink, well... A lot of underage drinkers, I think, went for. No, I've been beer all the way, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, uh, I only... the, the one time I've done straight vodka Man, was the time I just mentioned, yeah. where I went into a Costa and spilled coffee everywhere and then left. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. The, my, my, the only time I only started liking beer quite recently. I feel like as soon as the garlic bread starts descending, that's when we end the podcast. It, it, it has been for some time. Well, it's been descending. Yeah, yeah you've, already, I, you've acknowledged, <laughs> you've pointed out that it was descending. 
that's a good podcast. Uh, <laughs> shout out. Tom wants to go to bed. Shout out to all the fans of the fight room. Shout out Kate. Uh, shout out Kate. Shout out Eloise. Shout out Poppy. Poppy, you look like Dylan, but shout out you anyway. Podcast over. Love you, Eloise. Bye.